Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Great to be with everybody once again here on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area based in Pinconning. And you can find us online at insightfolios.com. Get you on the way today. We're going to be talking about some financial fables, the tortoise and the hare. Oh, yeah, that's going to get a mention on the show today. Uh, if you've ever wanted the 101 on annuities, we're also going to dive into that conversation and show you how not to screw up your retirement. All that on tap and potentially more on the episode today. Kevin, it is great to be with you, my friend. What's up in your world? Just enjoying the last days of summer, Walter. You know, um, the dog days. days. The dog days. Labor Day is only two weeks away. Can you believe that? I really can't. Uh, wow. I mean, that's just bizarre. I can't believe it's come, come so fast. It, it seems like uh, you know we're waiting for summer to get here, and now it's now it's on them back inside. So I'm hoping that uh, fall is a nice fall. August always just flies by, something I've definitely noticed over the yep. years. Uh, well, you know, what's cool is you were telling me right before we you know, started the show today that you got to have a company event recently. And it's like, oh, my gosh, with, with COVID and everything from the past couple of years, it's like been forever since you've been able to have some like just good old solid get togethers with clients. And, uh, and I'm sure that was a lot of fun for you. It was. We had 140 people show up. Oh, great. We had our client appreciation event and you're right we haven't had it in a couple of years because of covid and other things and we had it at the a venue called the flying pig the flying I, pig the okay, flying great. pig it's a great you know I, I encourage everybody to just google it it's a great outdoor event and it has indoor activities or it has an indoor sitting too in case it rains they have a tiki bar they have a, a pond they have a slide if you want to slide down into the water and it was a hot day that day and we we all had a good time it was a good time to see everybody and catch up with everybody and, and you know we even got some cards in the mail saying it was a good time so I, i'm pretty happy with that event it turned out great that is fantastic and uh what, what did you uh what did you eat from the flying pig well we had what was called a um, margaritaville so we did the oh, margaritaville okay. nice. theme so we had obviously a few margaritas and we had you know the chips the salsa the meatballs anything that you can the hamburgers you know anything that you can think of that goes around with margaritaville now in our neck of the woods we have caseville which has a cheeseburger festival who's been trying to get jimmy buffett to come for some time and it hadn't worked so we kind of piggybacked on that type of theme and we had a great time it was, it was that's a great lot of fun are you a jimmy buffett uh fan yourself or is that just you just kind of having fun with the theme but not necessarily a big buffett yeah fan? Uh, i can I, I can take or leave him but i was having fun with the theme okay very so, nice what were they called the jimmy buffett fans parrot heads is that right parrot heads parrot yeah, heads, yeah. Okay. and never that was funny because everybody came in their best uh, jimmy buffett uh, very outfit. Nice. so we uh, we had a we had a good time the flying pig you know, you can talk to Sarah up there. She's she was fantastic. They worked their their behinds off, keeping all of us happy and going and and everything. It was just a, it was a great time. I can't I can't speak enough of it. Hey, let's get into our program for the day, Kevin. I talked a little bit about some financial fables, and this is gonna be a lot of fun. I loved 
uh, Aesop's Fables growing up, had the book. Uh, Dad would read them to me each night. We'd talk all about them. He'd then usually make up a story that, like, um, you know, was more like a current day story that would then expand on the fable that we would read. It was just always so much fun. One of my uh, most enjoyable highlights from uh, the old days. And so we're going to see what Aesop's Fables can teach us about life and money. So we're going to read the short fable, and then we'll get the moral of the story as it relates to financial planning. That sound fun to you? Well, let's give it a shot. I think this will be pretty good. All right. Uh, So here's what we'll do. We'll do the miser and his gold. Okay? Yeah. You want to read the story or want me to? No, you go ahead. All right. I'll read the story. All right. So there was a miser who used to hide his gold at the foot of a tree in his garden. Every week, he used to go and dig it up and gloat over his riches. A robber, who had noticed this, went and dug up the gold and ran off with it. When the miser came to gloat over his treasures, he found nothing but the empty hole. He raised such an outcry that all the neighbors came to see what was wrong. He told them how he used to come and visit his gold. Did you ever take any of it out? asked one of them. No, he said, I only came to look at it. Then come over here and look at the hole, said a neighbor. It will do you just as much good. Great story. Wow. Love that one. What's the moral of the story? Well, the moral of the story is, and we, you know, my favorite saying when people come into my office, Walter, it's kind of we're going to relate to this. It's whatever you don't spend, somebody else will. Mm, I like that. Right? So if you're, if you're that type of person, now my dad, for example, he'll say, you know, I don't know if I want to buy purchase this or purchase that, whatever it is, because that money's for your kids, meaning myself and my brother. I'm like, just spend it, Dad. Have fun. That's what you saved it for. And my advice is don't get into that mindset. You know, that's what you work so hard for. You know, enjoy it, your retirement. Enjoy the things that you want to do and get those bucket list things done. And think about just, just for a minute, Walter. And my dad, you know, it's taking him 30 years or so to accumulate that money. And how long is it going to take myself or my brother to spend that should we inherit it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I can tell you this, I'm, you know, I'm more of the saver and I can't say so much for my brother. He's a, he's a decent saver too. But in your own particular instance, for the people who are listening out there, you know, maybe this, this will create some problem, right? You, you've saved it. You want that to go on into your, into your children and you want them to be good savers, but it just may not. So my passionate plea for people is have some fun with that money. It took you all these years. You worked with the purpose in mind. That was retirement. Just don't accumulate it to watch it. Have some fun with it. Don't leave it in the bank because that's what we call lazy money. It's not earning anything. Take some interest, take some earnings, do something with it, and have some fun in retirement. Love that, Kevin, and that's helpful to uh, to realize. Really good spirit there, the miser and his gold. Great story and a good lesson to be learned. If you want to talk to Kevin about your financial plan, about retirement, your future, how to best prepare for it all, you can get a complimentary initial review with Kevin of your entire plan. Look at the areas where you can improve that going forward and how Kevin and the team at Insight Folios can help with their simplicity process. You can get in touch by calling 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-PLAN, or go online to insightfolios.com. All right, here's another one for you. The hare was once boasting. Oh, this is the tortoise and the hare. So you've all probably heard this one before. We've all heard this one. But why, why not recount? It's short. The hare was once boasting of his speed in front of the other animals. I have never yet been beaten, he said. I challenge anyone here to a race with me. The tortoise said quietly, I accept your challenge. That's a good joke, said the hare. I could run circles around you. 
The tortoise said simply, Shall we race? So a course was made and the race began. The hare darted almost out of sight immediately, but soon stopped and in order to show off, laid down to have a nap. The tortoise plodded on and plodded on, and when the hare awoke from his nap, he saw the tortoise just near the finish line and couldn't catch up in time to win the race. We know the moral of this story, right? Slow and steady? Slow and steady wins the race, right? Yeah. I'm thinking you're missing your calling, Walter. You could be a good narrator. Here. I'd love, I, if anybody out there produces audiobooks or anything like that, I'd love to read an audiobook. Yeah, That'd be, you'd be good at I, I like reading stories. It's a lot of fun. So slow and steady wins the race. How many times do we talk about this during a year? Mm, all the time. Uh, At least every time. other week we're mentioning it, right? Yeah. Investing is long-term, slow and steady. So let's just take a look at what happened from January 1st to right now. The S&P 500 is down about 10% year-to-date. And it was down about 20% a month or so ago. So it's been up, it's been down, it's been in between for many, many, many years. And we're always saying investing is a long-term story. And I think people get hung up on the short term. The only thing that a lot of people are focusing on right now is just what happened in the past eight months. Don't do that. It's a long-term story. So if we look back over time, the S&P is probably average somewhere in the neighborhood of 10%. Even though it's down 10% now, it was down 20% a few months ago. Long-term, it smooths the bumps out. So the moral of the story is steady wins the race. Don't try to time the market. Don't try to pick the right time to get in and out. Steady, steady, steady. Pick it. Get it set into your plan. Match your goals. And I don't want to say, you know, click it and forget about it, but click it and look at it at a long-term statue and make sure that it fits in your plan as you're going down the road. Review your plan. Make sure it's still doing what it's supposed to do and tweak it as it goes along. But don't try to time the market. It never works. It, it, it just doesn't. People have been trying to time it. This year, I've had several conversations with people. They've been, when's the best time to get in? When's the best time to get out? Guess what? Nobody knows. Even the, you know, the Jamie Diamonds of the world, you know, the mutual, the best mutual fund managers of the world, they don't know. And that's just simply because unnormal, unforeseeable events happen and the market just tips on those. So steady and steady wins the race. Love it. Last but not least, I don't think we need to say any more about that tortoise and hare one. Uh, this last one's a shorty as well, The Dog and His Shadow, and it'll be our final fable of the day. By the way, you're listening to Simply Financial. If you're just tuning in, we're recapping uh, some fables out there, Aesop's fables, what they teach us about life, and on today's show, what they teach us also about money. We're reading you the stories, and then Kevin's given us the moral of the story. Uh, if you have any questions, by the way, as we go through the show today, you can call Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. Or you can visit him online at insightfolios.com. All right, here's the uh, Aesop fable, The Dog in His Shadow. A dog had a piece of meat and was carrying it home in his mouth. On his way home, he had to cross a plank lying across a running brook. As he crossed, he looked down and saw his own reflection in the water. Thinking it was another dog with another piece of meat, he decided that he wanted that piece too. So he made a snap at the shadow in the water, but as he opened his mouth, the piece of meat fell out, dropped into the water, and was never seen again. This is one of those uh, bird in the hand worth two in the bush kind of stories, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's funny because I had a, a hunting dog named Duke great English setter and Duke and I used to love to hunt in the fall which is coming up and one time we you know we had a woodcock and it went down in a beaver pond so he swam he looked at me a couple of times he swam out in the beaver pond came back 
retrieved it, looked in the water, seen his own self, and dropped it because oh my another dog was trying to. So I, I can identify with this. The moral of the story is sometimes it's more important to hold on what you have instead of trying to get more. What are we talking about here? If you're looking for getting maximum returns, it means taking on more risk. Do you need more risk at age 60 or 65 as you're going into retirement? Probably not. Let's concentrate on what your shortfall is. And your shortfall is the money that it's needed between what your fixed income is and what your actual income needs to be. So in this instance, if you need $4,000 a month and you only have three coming in, that shortfall is 1000 What investments are going to fill that 1000 per month to fill that shortfall? And know what I call your retirement rate. So let's say your retirement rate is 3%, meaning you have to average 3% on your assets from here all the way to 95. If you know that going into retirement, that will help you pick the right investments. That will help you not getting the maximum returns, obviously, but that'll help you know that you don't have to get the maximum returns on your do- on your dollars. You can take a more conservative approach. How do you figure that out? You make decisions on what you really need versus what sounds good. Maximum returns are what is, what is it that you really need going into retirement. And that starts with sitting down, doing a plan, and we call it our simplicity process. In that simplicity process, we will show you what your shortfall is. We will show you what your retirement number is. And we will show you investments to fill that need going into retirement to give you the confidence to get to and through retirement. So if that's you, don't sit on the sidelines. Get involved. This is your own plan. Get involved in your own planning and understand going forward. Get educated so that you have that confidence going into retirement. Again, that number to call if you need some help with that financial guidance. You can reach out to Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. Get a complimentary review of where you stand now and how to best proceed going forward with your financial future. 888-885-7526 with offices in Pinconning and uh, the ability to meet remotely if you prefer. Wherever you are, you can have a conversation with Kevin about what's important to you, how to best prepare for your financial future. It all happens with a phone call and that number to dial once again is 888 888- 885 plan. If you call and get the voicemail, no big deal. Leave a quick message. Kevin will follow up with you shortly. 888-885-PLAN is that number and always online at insightfolios.com. Much more coming up on today's show. So stay with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to make things hard on yourself. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Learn a simpler way to invest. Great show today here on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt with you alongside the man you're here to hear from, Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area based in Pinconning. Kevin has more than three decades of experience in the financial planning world, and he's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. And I want to spend some time with you today, Kevin, talking about annuities. You know, we have some fun segments here on the show each week, but we also like to focus on some of the basics, the essentials, the biggest financial debates and topics. And I think annuities certainly fall into that category. In fact, there's a lot of confusion out there about annuities. There's a lot. Probably because there's a bunch of different types of annuities and they all do different things. It's almost unfair to categorize them all into one lump and just call all of them annuities uh, just because the differences are so vast. It's kind of like saying cereal 
but there's lots of different cereals out there. Um, <laughs> you know, they all they all have different things that make them up. They all affect us when we eat them differently, probably. So um, we got to food. Yeah, exactly. We knew we were going to bring yep, some food into yep, this yep. Uh, show. Exactly. So here's what we're going to do. Let's let's walk through some basics of different types of annuities, and let's learn a little bit about how they work, how they might be used in someone's financial plan. Full warning to listeners: This isn't going to be you know an incredibly comprehensive guide of all the moving pieces. But hopefully it illustrates to you the differences between, I don't know, an Apple Jacks, a Cheerios, a Lucky Charms, and we'll call it the, um, you know, the doesn't taste very good, but really good for you brand flakes kind of uh, cereals out there. We're going to do that with these different types of annuities. All right. So first of all, the immediate annuity. Uh, by, by the way, there's like four that we're going to go over on the show. Okay, so first of all, we had the immediate annuity. We do not have to compare all these to cereals, by the way, Kevin. So we can we can drop that metaphor, that example right here. All right. Uh, the Im- immediate annuity. Uh, how does it work, and when might somebody use that? Well, that's a good question, Walter. And we get lots of questions about annuities here in our office, so this is probably a good thing to go over. But an immediate annuity, the word that's key in there is immediate. So what happens is you take a lump sum of money, and you hand it over to an insurance company. And in return, they immediately start paying you an income. And in that income, it's going to go for a period of time. Now, some are going to be a lifetime. Some are going to be joint. So if you're married, it will continue as long as both of you are lived. Some will be for a certain time frame, maybe 10 years, 15 years. But the word immediate means we're going to hand over a lump sum of money to an insurance company. We're going to immediately going to receive an income. And in most cases, you cannot outlive that income if you're going to do a joint or a life annuity. And what those types of annuities, what are they replacing? Well, people who typically want, you know, no ups and downs in the market, they want monthly income coming in every single month. They just want to know it's going to be there. And they don't want to worry about the investment part part of it. They just, they want a particular income coming in. So that fits that niche for people that come into our office. Sometimes people will come in and say, you know, maybe I can take a buyout, but if in the buyout, what can you do with it? Well, in some cases, the immediate annuity will fix. Number one, what happens is they're going to get that pension like they would from the buyout there. And if there's anything left over, it will go to their beneficiaries versus if you took that, you know, that if you kept that pension when you're gone and the, the pension's typically gone. So the immediate annuity comes into play quite a bit uh, when we're talking to retirees, especially going into retirement. Mm, that's fantastic, and uh, I think that's a really good explanation of that basic annuity, that immediate annuity, that's sort of that first level. All right, so then what changes or what's different about the next one, which is a fixed annuity? Oh, that's not a good question. So a fixed annuity is typically has a fixed interest rate, and it's for a fixed period of time. Now, we use fixed annuities here for very various reasons, too, um, but let's say, you know, Fixed annuities right now, what, what comes to your mind, Walter, as far as interest rates, high or low? I would think anything fixed is going to be on the low side, right? Yeah, yeah. well, right now you can get over 4%. Okay. So it's been, it's been years since I've been able better to say Better than a savings that. account, right? Yeah, better than <laughs> savings. So it's been years since I've been able to say, been able to say that. Why, why is it going up? Well, because the feds have raised the interest rates, so that's going to affect the fixed annuity. So typically, you're going to have a five, seven, 10-year annuities, meaning that once you put your money in that annuity, you're going to get a declared interest rate, but you have to leave it there for five, seven, or 10 years, or, or two years, or three years, whatever the term is going to be. 
Now, fixed annuity is tax deferred. So if you have money sitting in the bank, let's compare a CD to a fixed annuity. So CD uh, right now, you can get up in the 2% range. So they're, they're creeping up too. But a CD, when, when the interest rate is paid out, you have to pay taxes on it every year. With the fixed annuity, you're, you're deferring it. You don't have to pay tax. So some cases, that helps some people out. The CD, once it comes due, in other words, if you have a five-year CD, you have to renew it for another five years or another term. Some fixed annuities, once it comes due, you never have to renew it again. Fixed annuities are guaranteed. They give you a fixed rate of return, like I said. And a lot of times in the retirement planning process, what I'll do is we'll use the interest to supplement somebody's income. So let's say you had $100,000, it's paying 4% a year, that's $4,000 a year of interest. We'll use that interest without spending down the principal to supplement somebody's uh, income. So they always have that $100,000 available. A lot of uses for a fixed annuity. Um, there's a lot of confusion about them, and but they work great in some instances. And when we sit down, we start the planning process. I really like that a lot, Kevin. Again, that's the um, uh, fixed annuity. So we had immediate and then fixed. Try not to let the terms get you so down. I know that can be kind of hard. Just the immediate fixed, immediate kind of you're getting, uh, you're, you're immediately turning on the cash flow, the income fixed, you're getting a fixed rate. Okay. So we kind of parsing those two out. Then we get a variable annuity. Again, a variable annuity would be type number three. This one, we got a good context clue in this one, right? The word variable, the key the part here. Variable. Yep. So variable, what does that mean? That means the account basically is going to go up and down. It's linked to the stock market. So we hear a lot of things about variable annuities. Um, what's the uh, one um, lady's name, um, Walter, who... You know, writes the books. I can't. Remember. Susie Orman. Susie, Susie Orman. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. She has nothing good to say about variable annuities. Gotcha. She's not a but fan. She's not a fan, but they do work in certain instances. And here's why uh, there's a lot of confusion about variable annuities. Well, you could be up thirty percent this year. You could be down thirty percent next year. So it's gonna it's gonna swing wildly depending on the accounts that you pick in there. There's lots of expenses associated with this. There's mortality expenses. There's rider expenses. There's sub-account expenses. There's all sorts of expenses. So it's not unusual when somebody comes in the office, if they hold a variable annuity, they're paying for things they will never use. And it's not unusual when you come into the office if we, if we dive into that annuity. And sometimes we'll even call that annuity company and say, what's our total expenses? It's not uncommon to be 3 to 5% a year. So you have to be careful when you get into the variable annuities. Well, they work, yeah, they work in certain instances, and they work very well in certain instances. It's just that sometimes when people come into our office, they have all these riders on a lifetime rider, lifetime income rider, whatever else riders they may think at the time, and they're paying big money for them. They're paying a big expense, sometimes 1%. And they're never going to use it. So my question is, why do you have that on there if we're going to pay that additional expense and not use it? So if you have a variable annuity, you need to look into those things before you purchase it. Make sure that you know the expenses you're paying when you're going in. You know the mortality expense, you know the sub-account expense, and what benefits and th that they have and how they're going to work in your own case. So when you're going into a variable annuity, my suggestion is caution. You know, make sure they're going to fit your situation. Make sure they're going to make sense into your own particular plan. 
We're breaking down these different uh, annuities on the show right now, Annuity 101 class, if you will. If you've got questions as we go through these, you want to learn more about annuities, how they fit into a financial plan, whether they fit in at all, all depends, of course, on your situation. And you can get a complimentary review of your plan and your situation by calling Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. Again, that's 888-885-7526. These reviews are not sales pitches for particular products. Uh, They are to discuss a full, comprehensive, overall healthy financial plan and seeing what tools are right for your situation. But we like to sometimes pick apart particular products, what we hear about in the media, what maybe you've searched about online. We like to talk about those things here on the show, and that's our mission today. And annuities is the subject of of uh, our time today. 888-885-PLAN. Again, your number to call to reach Kevin. All right, so we've tried to keep it simple with immediate, fixed, and variable annuities so far. Nice singular words to describe those. And then we have to go make it a little more complicated here, Kevin. Uh, Fixed indexed annuity is the fourth type we're going to discuss on the show today. I have heard this one more simply stated as a hybrid annuity. Is that fair as well to call it one of those? Yeah, you'll hear that quite a bit. So the fixed okay. index annuity, you know, is, is a hybrid between, let's think of the hybrid between the variable annuity, which we just talked about where the, you know, your account value goes up and down and the fixed annuity where it has some sort of fixed guaranteed rate. So the fixed index annuity has a fixed guaranteed rate, a minimum rate of return, minimum guaranteed rate of return from day one. Meaning that if you put X amount of dollars in there, it's guaranteed to grow at this percentage rate no matter what. But the other part of it is it's linked to some sort of stock index. Could be the S&P 500, could be the NASDAQ, could be the Bloomberg index, could be several indexes. And what it says is that if the market does good, let's just say that the Bloomberg index does good this year. Let's say it gets 10% rate of return. You're going to get a portion of that 10%. Now, you may not get all of it. You're going to get a portion of it. And if let's say you had 100,000 and you get 5%, you got 105. And then the next year, the market goes down 10%. Well, you earn zero in the years that the market is negative. And you keep your gains from the year before, if that makes sense. So you, whatever gain that you have in this fixed index annuities, you keep, you can never lose it. And when there's a bad year in the market, you earn zero. Sometimes you hear zero's a hero. Um, but you earn 0% rate of return for that year. And if the market is flat every single year in a row, they have minimum guaranteed rate of return that you can earn. Now, these are designed, you know, to have somewhere, you know, in between the fixed annuity and the variable annuity. They've been out for quite a few years. My caution is this. On some of those, you want to look at what's called the participation rate. You want to make sure that you know, a company has a good renewal rate, a good standing. So in other words, they don't give you, you know, 80% of whatever the gain is the first year. And then the second year, they go down to 40. So you want to look at the history and those types of things, make sure they're playing fair, as I call it. But there, there are some good ones out there. And we use those also in our, in our, in our office and in planning. So you do use those kind. So yeah, which ones of these do you use in your kind of planning most frequently? Where do you see yourself turning the, the most? Most frequently now, I'm using fixed annuities. Um, okay. And, and that that in second pl- time, that second kind we discussed. That second fixed. kind, okay. yep. It's because we'll use the interest that it's generated to supplement um, income, and we'll use fixed indexed annuities too in some cases. I've used them all through my three-plus decades of experience, as you called it, Walter. But now we're concentrating on fixed annuities, and the reason is this, is 
interest rates are going up. We know it, and fixed interest, when they do that, you're going to see the rates on those fixed annuities go up with them. So we're starting to concentrate on those quite a bit. Fixed index, I would say, would be second. And immediate annuities, not very often do we do that um, because of the low interest rate environment that's been in the past. They may be more prevalent coming in the future and interest rates get higher. And variable annuities, very, very rare do we use them here. Okay, that's a good breakdown. Can you maybe give us a case study, an example of where you used one or multiple annuities to meet someone's financial goals? Like show us how in an actual plan, as much detail as you can provide, you know, you're using these things. I know that you're not using them as a magic bullet, like, hey, welcome to the office. Here's an annuity. Goodbye. Uh, so where are they fitting in? What gaps in someone's plan are they are these working to fill in a kind of real life example? Sure. Well, for example, we have most everybody that comes in my office has that shortfall that we talk about. They need additional income up and above what their fixed income is. So in some cases, it's not very much. So we'll use the, you know, we just used the fixed annuity here not too long ago. Why? Because I needed the interest that it generated to supplement, to fill that shortfall. And then we didn't touch, we're not going to touch in this planning example, we're not going to touch the initial investment. We're just going to use the interest that it generates to fill that shortfall on their annuity or on their on their overall plan. And it will go and do that, fill that shortfall for years to come. And the people that we're sitting down, we're talking to, they didn't really want a whole lot of risk. Um, they, they should take some risk. And we do have some risk in their portfolio because they're young people. But that fitted their need at this particular time. And we didn't have to worry going into retirement for the first 10 years or so because we're going to use that interest that that annuity generates to fill that shortfall and that fit that plan pretty good. Love it. That's a great example, Kevin. And uh, so if somebody wants to talk a little bit about how an annuity looks in their plans, maybe they've been sold an annuity in the past and they're like, can you look at this thing? Is this still a good fit for me? Can I get out of this thing? I mean, do you get questions like that? And if so, how do you walk people through that process? Well, we do get questions. Now, remember, with almost all annuities, there's something called surrender charges, meaning that once you put your dollars in there, you have to leave them there a certain number of years without a penalty. A lot of times people will come into our office and they'll have that exact question. You know, in the first year or two, I got a good interest rate and I haven't gotten anything since. So the first thing we look at, well, how long have you been in this annuity? What does it cost you to get out, if anything? And a lot of times we can exchange one for another, something called a 1035 tax-free exchange. So if it's what we call a non-qualified annuity, meaning it's a non-IRA annuity, you can exchange it from one to the other, pay no taxes, and take the income that you need going forward. Sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. We need to look at the own situation. And if it doesn't fit into your planning process, if it doesn't match what you're currently doing now, it's obviously well looking at maybe even exchanging it for something or going a totally different direction. So if that's you, you're sitting on the side, you have all these products and you're not for sure how they're fitting into your overall plan, the best thing to do is sit down implement them in your plan, show them in your plan and see if they're fitting your current needs. If not, it's time to change. It's it's time to, you know, look at different avenues that's going to meet what you're currently doing going into uh, retirement so you can get to and through retirement. All great points across the board there, Kevin. And if you want to get that kind of planning done on your financial life, your portfolio, get it together and uh, give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN. 
That's 888-885-7526. Here's the good news. You don't have to assemble a whole bunch of information, get really, really prepared to start this process. All you really need is to buck that trend of procrastination and say, yeah, I need some help. I want to start getting organized, and I want to get a financial plan in place. Put this in writing. Really take some steps forward toward my retirement. Because the first meeting is really just getting to know each other, taking a look at the overall view of your financial plan, and then starting to get into the details from there. So it doesn't have to be a painful process. It can begin very easily. We named the show, obviously, Simply Financial. The planning process that Kevin takes you through is called the simplicity process. So that's the key thing here. We want to make this simple, easy, but also want you to be educated and understand what's happening with your financial life. So that's all part of the process. And if that sounds like a process that you'd like to engage in and go forward with, give Kevin a call and you can inquire more about it. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial to set up a complimentary consultation of your financial plan. That's 888-885-7526 and always on insightfolios.com. More coming on today's show, so stay with us here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on our show today. Kevin, we're talking music, not necessarily food, on today's edition of Getting to Know You. Uh, what was the first concert you ever went to? Ooh, he's in the top five anyway of artists that I love is Bob Seger. Bob Seger, ooh, Bob nice. Bob Seger, so my first concert was Bob Seger. I went down to Cobo Hall. I bet that was a good show. It was, and I'm pretty sure they did. They recorded it live that night, and I love Turn the Page. It's probably my favorite uh, mm, song, song. Of, song of songs, especially when you had the saxophone going. Well, my friend Diane at the time um, and a bunch of other people, and we just had a ball going down there, and I remember that like it happened yesterday, and that was, oh, geez, 30-some years ago, Walter. Wow. Wow, Older great. than you are. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I bet that was fantastic to see live. Need to be part of one that then gets like live recorded for an album or something like that as well. So that's yep. pretty cool. And we were pretty close to the stage. You know, we seen everything. He was a great guy. It was a great time. How about you? I think the first concert I ever went to was a jazz concert. I'm counting like true concert, like you where you went to a venue, that sort of thing. And it wasn't until college and uh, I went to a Pat Metheny concert. So he's kind of a famous uh, guitar jazz musician, but very talented, plays a lot of different, you know, can do a lot of different things, but most known for his guitar playing. And uh, I'd grown up as a big fan of his just because of my dad used to listen to him driving around in the car all the time. So whenever we would drive down to the beach or go anywhere, there was always Pat Metheny playing in the background. So um, I grew up a big fan, and that ended up being the first concert I went to in uh, college. So it was great. I was sat in the nosebleeds, very last row, but uh, had a fantastic time watching it. You know, it's kind of relaxing when you go those types of things. Oh, yeah. Not, not too long ago, Esteban, you know who he is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The guitar player, remember he did mm -hmm. all those Geico commercials? He was here at the State Theater, and him and his daughter, and it, it was just a great uh, a great show, too. But Bob is number one uh, for me. But, yeah, those things are intimate, and, they're, yeah. and they're, they're a lot of fun, and you get you, you know, your focus point is focused just on what they're doing. Sort of like fly fishing. You're focused just on what you're doing. So, mm -hmm. oh, do you know? Uh, do you know George Winston, the piano player, famous piano player? Yeah, George I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I take it back. Technically, he was the first show that I ever went to, 
And it was a very small coastal town in North Carolina. My parents and I took a ferry to get to the town, had a little dinner, and then watched a George Winston concert. There must have been, I'm going to say 50 people, and that might be overestimating how many people. You talk about a really cool, intimate affair. That was pretty neat. It was just George, the piano, small venue, on the water, very cool. And um, he, he played some just, just beautiful music. It was uh, It was very cool. I was definitely the youngest person, I think, at the concert by a wide margin. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun, though. I think that technically would qualify as my first uh, first concert. But it was pretty small, so sometimes I don't count it. Well, yeah. Then there's something about that piano or, or violin or mm-hmm. you know, guitar that just draws me in because I just yep. love the sound of it. You know, we go to church. We used to go to church in Prescott, and uh, the pastor's daughter would play piano. She almost got me to the point where I wanted to play because she was so doggone good at it. And and then he ended up moving to another parish in Oklahoma, so that that went over the wayside, and I never did uh, take it up. So yeah, one thing I wish I could go back and do would be to learn how to play the piano at a young age and uh, see if it would be something you can develop into a skill, get hooked on it, and I think it would just be a really fun skill to have. I took some lessons, actually, in my 20s for about a year, and uh, it was fun. I just, you know, at at that age, it was you'd have to dedicate so much time to being able to actually pick it up. I I didn't quite have the time to dedicate to it, and I just don't have the musical ear to pick it up easily, but if I could have started at a younger age, maybe I would have picked it up some more. Probably would have been a better chance. Yeah, better chance at least, for sure. Uh, All right, well, there you go. Getting to know Kevin a little bit better. Bob Seger, first concert. More coming up on today's show. We'll wrap things up by answering one of your questions here on Simply Financial. This isn't a get-rich-quick show. It's not a bigger and better show. It's not a make-your-head-spin-with-complex-numbers-and-data show. This is Simply Financial. Getting ready to wrap up Simply Financial this week. Walter Storlt here with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Inside Folios. Most shows were able to slide in a listener question before we wrap things up. You can submit those to us by emailing Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com or on the website, insightfolios.com. Click the listen button. We might feature your question on a future show if you'd like. Uh, This one comes to us from Ethan. And Ethan says, I've talked to a few financial advisors about how they get paid. And it sounds like they all have completely different models. One guy even made it sound like he doesn't charge fees at all. So I'm not sure how that business model could work. Anyway, are there this many different fee structures or does everyone just explain it differently? That's a good question, Ethan. So on the mold where one guy doesn't charge a fee or one advisor doesn't charge a fee at all, there are people who are just what I say, um, you know, they sell products. So it could be an annuity where you're right. They don't charge a fee. The company is going to pay them and it's going to be a commission. So you have to be careful when you're going, you know, down those trails. There's nothing wrong with commission as long as it fits your plan. Now, other advisors like myself charge fees and the fee works on, you know, we charge a a stated um, amount of fee, you know, be percentage per year. So if your account goes up in value, I get paid more. If your account goes down in value, I get paid less. So most advisors are going to fall into one or two of those categories, or it could be a combination of both. Maybe some charge, you know, get the commission on one side if they're doing like fixed annuities like we talked about earlier. And then if you're getting into the investments, they may charge a fee. But it has to be stated in their forms that that you'll have to sign how they charge. And they're all, you know, we all have to do those types of things state. How are we getting paid? And you want to know that going 
into um, retirement. How are we getting paid? How's that going to affect your overall portfolio? And how long does it go on? And those types of things. So pretty much we all fall in one of those categories that I just explained. If you're unsure, you just need to ask probably a little more in-depth questions. Exactly. You know, if, I'm, if you're not charging a fee, just like you said, how are you staying in business? And it should come out probably, I'm thinking, well, we're getting paid to commission. It doesn't come from you. It comes from the insurance company. So if you're doing that particular thing, well, the insurance company is going to pay that advisor. So if you get out of that annuity, like we talked about earlier, with surrender charges, that's where they're going to recoup what they paid that advisor. So be careful going into retirement. Sit down, make sure that everything is working the way you want it to work. Everything fits into your plan. Everything's generating the income to fill that shortfall like we talk about every week. And more importantly, you have a plan that you can go through and look and make sure that it's fitting to what you're particularly doing going into retirement. Well, that's a great question, Ethan. Thanks for sending that one in to us. And if you have questions like that, something on your mind, whether it be Social Security, uh, annuities like we talked about earlier in the show today, your 401k or IRA, should you do a Roth? I mean, these are all kinds of questions that Kevin gets on a daily basis in the office there at Inside Folios. And so if something like that is on your mind, you can get a unique opinion and perspective that's custom to your situation. That's what it's all about. And uh, you can get that by calling 888 888- 5 plan that's 888-885-7526 Kevin's your financial coach at Insight Folios and can help walk you through the planning process help educate you along the way and get you feeling more confident about your financial future but it starts with your action picking up the phone and giving a call and setting up that time to visit and chat 888-885 plan is the number that's 888-885-7526 Kevin, thank you for all of your help on the show today. Really enjoyed this one, and uh, have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you next week, Walter. All right, sounds good. That's Kevin Ray and Walter Stroll. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.